911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the difficulties that officers might face when their family members or the family members of their spouse, let's just say, live alternative lifestyles. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now I have five brothers. I'm the only girl. And at one point or another, most of my brothers have done things that, let's just say, Clint's career wouldn't quite align with. And there have been many times where we've had to completely avoid family gatherings. There have been other situations where we use a lot of deliberate thought in what we involve ourselves in and what we don't, what types of things we talk about, the limitations on discussions with other people who might not share those same lifestyles in our family, but we know we wouldn't want that information shared with those people that do lead that lifestyle directly. So, Clint, I just want to know your viewpoint as an officer on some of the struggles that you've faced in knowing that some of my brothers have done things that we both don't agree with, and that we know the law also does not agree with. You know, some of the hardest factors involved with this is just shutting ourselves out from it, where it's hard to either cut those people out or limit your contact with anybody. For me, it's always been with your brothers in specific. It's kind of been hard because I knew you had such a close relationship with him growing up. And in saying that, it's we still see your brothers in a safe environment where we know they're not conducting illegal, illegal or illicit activities for the most part. And we're not put in a situation to where we just go out and hang out with them on a regular basis either. Some of those hardships that I've been presented with is one I feel you can't have the relationship with your family members that I knew that I know you wish you could have and so because of my line of work it's kind of forced you to not have that relationship and we've talked about that over and over again over the years we've been married and and I know it doesn't affect you to the way that I think it used to because you've kind of accepted the fact of we can't just go out and be with your brother, so to speak. And I would have to argue to your point a little bit because, I mean, I have my own choice in it. I've never, I mean, luckily, I've never gone down that path of feeling that I need to abuse substances in order to feel like I'm sustaining in life in some way. And that path that some of my brothers are on, you know, this is something that didn't just start when you and I got together. This is a road that they decided to take long before that even happened. And the dynamics of our relationship certainly has changed in terms of 
what we allow ourselves to be a part of. As you were speaking, one thing that came to mind is we would never even be, be in a vehicle with some of my brothers because we would literally need to search them in order to feel comfortable with having them in one of our vehicles. And we certainly wouldn't feel comfortable with having them drive us. <laughs> I can only imagine telling your brother to grab the back of my truck while I searched him. Yeah, so we can go out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, that sounds funny, but it's it's really sad, actually. Because I do, I love my brothers. And they they are very well aware of where I stand as it pertains to the alternative lifestyle that they live. And yet they've they've never done anything but show me an endless amount of respect. And in thinking about it, it's it's actually humbling the fact that they have such an acceptance and an understanding for the variation in lifestyles that we live based on the fact that number one, I don't do drugs. And number two, that I'm married to a police officer and there are boundaries there. Anytime that there's ever been a situation where maybe they have had to be interjected into my world They've always been respectful and cognizant of the fact that the answer might be no. And I do have to say, we're extremely fortunate with your brother's response to my profession and to us and everything, the respect that they've shown us. Because I know of other people who their brothers, sisters, family members call them, hey, can you get me out of this? And they've definitely never tried doing that. Yeah, and I think if anything, they've they've come to you in particular with questions of guidance. Like and you know, inevitably when you're involved in any kind of criminal activity, be it a substance abuse problem or or what have you, eventually the law is going to catch up with you. And that's happened with my brothers. And they have maybe in some in some aspect. They've been uncomfortable coming to you to pose these questions, but they've still gotten up the courage to reach out to you and to ask for guidance and help with certain situations that they're in. And this has never been beating around the bush or like, how can I avoid this? Help me hide myself. This is always like sound legal questions or questions about how the legal process works or what to expect. And you've always been really forthcoming with them in answering those questions. Yeah, and the questions always have been very direct and just asking me, so what can I expect now? And I'm able to articulate it to them. And I'm grateful that we still have that open line of communication. It's not like I've shut them out and they're not in my life at all. As I said, I I love them, and especially after my mom died and you know, the family dynamics are unique when you're growing up in a home with five brothers and you're the only girl. So doing things like Christmas, you know, like holidays and things like that, it's important to me to still be that that female figure for them. And my little brother has a four-year-old son, and I know how important it is for my little brother to have his son experience what the female side of life is in our world because it's not very big. There was my mom and I. So we do. We have them over for holidays. 
We make the rules very clear. They know that one wrong move will result in us asking them to leave. But we don't focus on that during those times. We pretend like that doesn't exist. We don't even have to pretend. It doesn't even take intention because that level of respect is there that we're all able to just enjoy ourselves. Yeah, we don't have to follow your brothers around the house thinking that they're doing something wrong or because of that respect factor that is there. Yeah, and I mean, the other side of that is we're not naive. We know that that possibility could exist. Like if they were to... I don't know. Let's just say they stole something from us. They don't have a history of that. I'm not saying they ever would do that. But we're not naive to the fact that those types of things exist, not in my brothers, but in addiction. And being able to set that aside and to still have my brothers in my life to the extent that I'm comfortable with and Clint to the extent that you're comfortable with, it's still not easy. We don't call each other all the time. It's usually them reaching out to me first when they need something or they have a question. I'll admit that. But it's not the brother-sister relationships that I see that most other people have. There's some envy that I have in there. There's some envy in that because it's not me that created that sort of relationship. It's based on their decisions and their choices in life that have really made no other choice but for me to have that guard up to some extent. But we make it work. And I think being in a family of law enforcement, it's important to really have those guards up and to know that you're putting yourself at an increased risk and liability based on your profession if you're just leaving it all open and you're taking things to chance. Like, I can run through a million different scenarios if we didn't have those guards up. Like, somebody grabbing your gun or, you know, like there are things, there are stories you create in your head. And it's funny that you said that because I was just going to say, you know, that is one thing we do before any family gathering such as that. Put all the guns in the safe instead of just laying around the house. Like normal. (laughs) We do. We go through. We do this roundup of making sure everything is put away. But that's just another point that we're trying to make is having that ability to be be cognizant of the fact that you don't want to lay it all on the line and make it easy. And I just want to point out as you listen that I know so many families, be them in law enforcement or not, that have somebody or multiple people in their family that struggle with drug addiction. It's not easy. It's not an easy battle because your family doesn't turn out the way that you always thought it would. Maybe it's not the way that it was when you guys were kids. But that doesn't mean that it has to go away completely. I hate drug addiction more than many things, and that's because of how much I've experienced it as a byproduct of the people around me that I love, being faced with those types of addictions. But no matter how much I despise that, my brothers are the only bloodline that I have. It's just me and them. And going forward as you listen, if there's that one person in your life that maybe you don't even talk to anymore, Maybe you don't talk to because you've gotten so fed up 
with their addiction and the way that they acted and treated you, I would challenge you to consider how you can still have some sort of relationship with them that still creates that bond and keeps that link open, but that makes you comfortable enough to know that you're the one taking charge of how that relationship looks. And when you're able to still allow the people that you love into your life to some extent, especially as you get older, it allows you to know that you still have a family that's there and you're not alone. And when you know you're not alone and you're able to take ownership of the things that you still want because you know that you have control over them, then you're really able to enjoy your tactical living. <laughs> 